In preparation for takeoff, your tray tables and seat backs need to be upright in the locked position, and all carry-ons need to be stowed. Welcome back, my friends, to the Aerospace Leadership in Life podcast, the podcast that educates, inspires, and encourages you to be intentional and create the life of your dreams in aerospace and beyond. I'm your host, Stephen Faust, and today in episode 10, wow, I can't believe we're already up to episode 10 of the show. In today's episode, I want to share with you a recent conversation I had with a good friend of mine, Michael Tanner. Michael is a leadership pro. He has tons of valuable information and insight to share with all of you. You've all heard about this thing called the golden rule. I'm sure you have. It's something that is ingrained in most of us as children. Now, the roots of the golden rule are from the Bible specifically the New Testament, in the book of Matthew. Now, if you look at the book of Matthew in chapter 7, verse 12, you'll see the golden rule. And what it says is, it's very simple, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. In other words, treat others the way you want to be treated. And if you do that, I would say the chances of you living a great life are pretty strong. Now, with Michael, and in this conversation, Michael takes this golden rule and he reframes it within the context of leadership. And the way he unpacks the golden rule for us, it creates a foundation for servant and intent-based leadership. I've listened to podcasts on leadership for years. I have never heard anyone talk about leadership in this way. And the way Michael discusses it and walks us through it, it's really a new way of thinking. It's a simple way of thinking. It's the golden rule. It's a simple concept. But when he shares with us and shares with you the way he applies this to leadership in so many fundamental ways, it makes a huge difference in the way we think, the way we operate, and the way we serve others. Now, before we get into the interview itself, I want to give you a few things to know about Michael. So Michael, again, is a, is a very, very good friend of mine, good personal friend of mine. He lives in Atlanta, Georgia, down south. He has a bachelor's degree in computer science. He also has a master of arts degree in leadership. So he's not only very experienced in leadership, he has the credentials to back it up. He's currently a C-suite executive with a very large blue chip corporation, and he leads a team of over 150 people. So you can imagine he's seen just about everything from simple everyday problems to very complex, difficult challenges that you have to be a strong leader to be effective and to be successful for the length of time that he's been doing this. He has nearly 30 years of experience. Think about that. Three decades, nearly, of leadership experience at so many different levels. Michael was in the United States Marine Corps. So you know he's kind of a, a disciplined guy. When he gets into leadership and starts unpacking it, he nerds out. He loves leadership. Michael and I love to talk leadership. We just absolutely love the debate, the discussion, the examples. 
it's something that motivates both of us. And you'll see and hear that in the way Michael walks you through this notion of the golden rule. So Michael is a founder of the Credible Leaders Group, and you can find him there at CredibleLeaders.com. He serves a very diverse community. He has a lot of things going on. He serves his community in so many different ways. Number one, he's a speaker. He speaks at colleges. He speaks in front of small groups, in front of large groups. So he is eager to share his information with others. He also hosts a blog on his website. He also is the producer of his own podcast called The Rookie Leaders Podcast. Michael and I co-host a podcast on leadership called The Leaderpreneur Show. And you can find that at leaderpreneurshow.com. We love doing that. We debate and talk leadership every week. It's a conversation between two friends and we put it out there and we encourage folks to listen to it. If you're trying to learn something new about leadership, Michael and I love sharing core concepts about leadership each week in this forum. Michael also hosts his own YouTube channel where he shares valuable, free insight and information about leadership. It's something you should definitely check out at his YouTube channel. He also has video courses. I know he has a course on effective meetings. He also offers one-on-one -on -one leadership coaching. And I do know that Michael is getting into, I think this is the year that Michael is expanding his coaching business and getting into facilitating leadership mastermind groups. So if that's something that is exciting for you or something that you would enjoy learning more about, Michael would love to talk to you about that. And I also know, and I'm not sure he wants me to share this, but I'm going to go ahead and share it anyway. I know that Michael is, I don't know if it's secretly or just maybe quietly, he is beginning to work on a book. He has dedicated himself to a discipline of intentional writing that will culminate. Now, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I know it's going to happen. And I would expect it's going to happen this year. He's going to put his experience to paper and share with the world his view of leadership. And I just can't wait to see it. So he is a, a guy with a lot of irons in the fire and just eager to help and serve his community and my community here at Aerospace Leadership and Life Podcast. He is eager to help all of you and all of us with leadership and provide insight and valuable resources. So with that, we'll get over to the interview. So without further ado, here's my earlier conversation with Michael. Hope you enjoy. I am so excited to welcome in to the Aerospace Leadership and Life podcast today, my great friend from Atlanta, Georgia. I feel like I'm doing an intro, Michael. Michael Tanner, everyone. So welcome, Michael, to the Aerospace Leadership and Life podcast. Man, Stephen, I'm, I'm honored to be here. You, you know I'm a, a listener, I'm a subscriber, and a listener to your podcast uh, and I'm just so honored to be on the show. And as you know me, I'm thrilled to offer any leadership uh, wisdom I can to your audience today. So thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. It's, I'm thrilled to have you on the on the show today. Uh, it, for those of you who don't know, Michael and I are good friends. We talk every week. We just simply 
how do we say it? Just geek out on leadership. Uh, yeah, we, we geek out, don't we, Michael? Well, I prefer the word nerd, but uh, geek, whatever. It, 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 they're both the same, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah we, we nerd out on leadership. And, uh, you know, Michael and I, for those of you who don't know, Michael and I uh, co-host a podcast together called The Leaderpreneur Show. And uh, we do that each and every week. And, and we just have a great time doing that, talking about just leadership topics and, you know, how how that um, uh, how we fit into those. And, and, and just we just have a great time. So I'm uh, just so glad you're on today, Michael. And, you know, I asked you on because I've I've heard a lot of your uh, I've listened to a lot of your content and I followed you. And one of the things I know about you and, and some of your, your talks that you've given, and I'm, I'm excited about to share this with our listeners, is this notion of the golden rule. Now, when you think of the golden rule in life, uh, people might think, well, how, how in the heck does that have anything to do with leadership? And I just want to tell you, my, Michael has has this this golden rule leadership concept that is unique and it, it's not hard to figure out, but it's something that people don't always think about in regards to leadership and about how it's so so aligned with just the golden rule of life. So I asked Michael on to talk about that. I know, Michael, you've given some some talks. I know you did a, a, a talk not too long ago for a, for a college. Um, can, can you talk about that a minute? What, what did you do there? Yeah, so I was I was really honored to, to be able to go down to uh, South Georgia um, and uh, uh, give a talk to a, a leadership conference. Uh, it was an all day a Saturday leadership conference. There's about 250 students from various uh, colleges there. Uh, and I was uh, very honored to present a talk to them that was uh, sharing with them uh, my golden rule of leadership. And uh, it was just really, really fun to watch uh, students of that age uh, latch on to the golden rule. Uh, and I'm just really confident that they'll, you know, lead out of college now and lead into their first careers uh, and they'll be excited to to uh, to become leaders because they see some clarity and some confidence in their ability now to be a leader because they're aware of the golden rule. So just a, it, was, it was a fun time to be, you know, at our age, Stephen, uh, hanging out with a bunch of college students is uh, intimidating, but also in energizing. Uh, they're way cooler than we are. But man, they also have a whole lot more energy than 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 we do as well, and so it was just a good time. I really enjoyed spending that time with them. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's so cool, and you're giving our age away a little bit here. But um, let's just say we're at the mid-century mark, and I'll just I'll, I'll just kind of leave it there. Huh? And and so so what, what I what I like about this golden rule that that you're going to cover for for the listeners is. I don't hear anyone talking about this. This is this is fresh. This is new. This is a way that if you think about leadership in, in these terms, it really puts things into perspective. And I don't hear anyone out there today uh, using the the this golden rule concept in any way that you do. And I really am interested in sharing that with the audience. And I know that that's 
been a, a basis of, of many interviews you've done recently with other podcasts and, and the words getting out about you and, and CredibleLeaders.com and the Rookie Leaders podcast and, and your content and your YouTube channel. And um, I, I'm just really excited. So if you would, Michael, what this notion of, of this golden rule in leadership, walk, walk the audience through just what does that mean? Just define that for us and then talk about um, how you came about um, this is, is just a topic that you're so passionate about, if you would. Yeah, definitely, Stephen. I think the thing to do, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a word nerd. You know, words have meanings and we need to do what we can to, uh, uh, to adhere to those. And so I think the, the real good place to start here is just my definition of leadership that I try to apply the golden rule to, uh, because when, when people hear leadership, they, they think different things. And so I have a very concise and, and working definition of leadership that I utilize in my own leadership and in my training and teaching of leadership and so forth. So, uh, here's the definition that I use of leadership and it's working definition that I build everything else upon. And that is this leadership in my mind is influencing others towards a shared goal influencing others towards a shared goal. I'll break that down really, really quickly for you. So first of all, uh, it's got, it's got to include others. I don't believe you're a leader unless people are following you. You know, if you kind of look back, if you will, and no one's following you, well, then you're not a leader, right? So it's got to include others, but also use the word influence there first, because uh, to me, influence here is a really, really important word in this definition. Uh, leadership is not about position. It's not about authority. Uh, it's not about where you sit on an org chart. It's not, you know, if you're in the military or maybe law enforcement, it's not necessarily about rank. I realize that rank is important, but leadership is not all about rank and things like that. Instead, leadership's about influence. And influence carries with it this notion of uh, voluntary, right? Willingly following you, right? And so if you're going to be a leader, People are going to willingly follow you, right? So those others, they're influenced by you. They're, they're going to willingly follow you. And then I use the word towards a shared goal. We're not just wandering aimlessly in the wilderness here. We have a purpose. We have a reason. We're coming together as a team, and I'm leading this team for a purpose, a goal. But then I use the word shared, a shared goal. And that word there has two different aspects, Shared meaning I've communicated it to you, right? I've, I've shared with you the goal. I, I've given you the clear vision and the clarity and the detail that you need to know what the goal is. So I've shared it with you. But the second aspect of the word shared there is we're in this together, right? I'm not the leader sitting up in my high castle and sharing the goal with you and telling you what to do. Now go do it. No, this is a shared goal. Even though I'm in, I'm the leader, I'm in there with you, right? I'm in the trenches with you. Uh, we're going to share in accomplishing this goal together. And so when I build upon that now, the, the golden rule, you just got to recognize that that's my definition of leadership. It, again, it's not authority-based or rank-based or position-based or anything like that. It's Instead, it's influencing others. Uh, so I, I start there. So I'll stop before we get into the golden rule and your thoughts or your questions on that, Stephen. No, that's perfect. That's a that's a great segue. And what I like about the way you unpacked leadership and and everyone has their own idea of what leadership is and isn't. But the thing that I love that you said is shared team. You put this emphasis on this 
team approach to leadership. It's not about uh, leadership can be a lot of things. Leadership can be the 1970s leadership model. If you're going to do a, do what I, that's kind of, that's that manager, right? That's, but people, people still think today that leadership is I'm in charge, do, do what I say because they pay me to be in charge and people still equate that with leadership. And I just want to tell you, modern leadership is founded on shared goals, team centered uh, work environments, because if you're if you're not doing it that way and you don't lead people with that approach, uh, you will be left behind your people, especially with uh, the the culture today, the um, the the millennials uh, today. The, the younger generations today, they will not put up with the 1970s approach. So I love the fact that you said shared and team, and that's the approach you take. Now that as a segue into this notion of the golden rule, I think that sets up nicely for uh, feeding right into the golden rule of leadership and how how you unpack that and how and what that means in, in today's modern leadership environment. Yeah. So let me, let me share that with you. And, and first, uh, I mean, we've talked about the golden rule enough uh, for your audience. We probably should tell them exactly what it is. And just in case they don't know, many have heard the phrase golden rule and know what it is, but maybe not everyone does. It's a simple concept uh, that applies to life, but it also applies to leadership. And that is treat others the way you would want to be treated, treat others the way you would want to want to be treated. That's the golden rule. Uh, now, I have experience in my own leadership that uh, proves this rule to be very, very beneficial as a leader. Uh, and we'll talk about especially one of those a really difficult day in my leadership career several years ago. We'll talk about that. But also, the impact I've seen the golden rule have on other leaders as they're developing is just profound. You know, in my uh, efforts to treat, uh, train and teach leadership, I'm oftentimes, whether it's in like these uh, keynote speeches kind of thing or, or a workshop or, or even in one-on-one -on -one sessions, I'm oftentimes asked a question and it's in the context of this. How would you deal with a situation where it blank, you know, then fill in the blank. And almost always that question comes from a, 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 an area for that leader of, of confusion, of stress, of pressure, right? It's a, it's a conflict resolution situation or something like that, right? It's a, how would you deal with a situation where you have a, an individual contributor that's a rock star, but his attitude is killing morale in the team? Or how would you deal with a situation where you have to give a person a poor performance review for the very first time. You know, so it's it's all the right in when when a leader asks you a question in that context, two things, you can see the the uncertainty written all over their face. Just they just don't know they're kind of paralyzed by this. I don't know how to to deal with this situation. And so that I'm kind of paralyzed. And then you see this total lack of confidence. You you on their face you can almost read this am I really fit to be a leader kind of lack of confidence on their face? And I know you're not supposed to do this, Stephen, but when I'm asked that question, I respond with a question. And that question that I respond with is how would you want to be treated in that situation? Right? No matter what the, 
the blank is at the end of that sentence, how would you want to be treated in that situation? And as that leader talks through that, as, and, and it's funny because the same words tend to come in response. Well, I would want it to be done privately. You know, I would want clarity. You know, I, I would want my to maintain my dignity. You know, same types of words come out of them when, when I pose that question to them, the golden rule question to them. But as they talk through that, you can see the um, you can see the confidence building in that leader, and you can see that uncertainty just start to melt away. And as they've thought through it and and talked through this golden rule question about that situation, they're now equipped. They're ready to go and and take the action to be the leader that they need to be in that particular situation that they were asking about. And so that's why I know in my own experience this thing is so powerful. But then I've just watched the difference that it makes in other leaders as well when they apply the golden rule. Leadership is life and golden rule is life. And, and when people take a step back and you, you answer a question with a question, what that does, in my view, is it, it causes them to pause and reflect and say, you know what? This makes sense. This makes sense. This is logical. Uh, Whether it's a leadership issue at work, whether it's any type of workplace organizational issue, the golden rule, uh, as in life, can apply because we are all people coming together as a team. We want to be treated a certain way. We want to treat others a certain way. We we just want the dignity, respect, communication, and, and really the, the simplistic nature of the golden rule uh, isn't always simple because people don't think about that. They, they react. And I, and I think in terms of, and, and I've shared with my audience before, if you go to the doctor and you get a prescription and, and you break out in hives when you start taking this pill, you're having a reaction to it. That's a bad thing. When you go to the doctor and you get a different pill that works and you're getting better, you're responding to it, right? So this, this concept of react and respond are, are very different. And what it does is this golden rule, it causes people to respond to things differently and more positively in my view versus Maybe an older style of leadership is a reactionary type of, of response, uh, that type of uh, feedback. So um, it, it really makes sense. And, and, and answering a question with a question really brings to light the, 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 this notion of, of what do you think? How do you want to be treated? How do you feel? What would you do? And, and it really puts it in, into a different perspective for people. Yeah. Yeah. Very good points you make there, Stephen. And, and one of the points I want to make certainly before we get off this podcast is this need for uh, your audience to, if you will, practice the golden rule before they actually have to put it into action. And I'm certainly going to make something available for them to, to help with that. But yeah, you've got a ahead of time, you've got to really think through this. How would you want to be treated? Because we think, well, I can just kind of make that up on the fly. I, I know myself, I know how I want to be treated, uh, but you really can't uh, do it that way. You've, you, you've got to ahead of time, 
uh, give thought and and actually my recommendation is actually journal these things down. So we'll talk about that here in just a moment. But let me talk. Let me tell you a quick story, if I could, about how people do respond to the the golden rule, as you know, as you just uh, as you just talked about the response that you will get from the golden rule. So really quickly, I'll, I'll make this a, a short story. But uh, several years ago, in my leadership career, I had what to date, I consider to be the the most difficult day of my leadership career. And that was a difficult day because I was going to have to lay off nine individuals on my team all in one day. Uh, now, this was a, it, it was a business situation where the finances and so forth, it required this. This wasn't a performance issue. Uh, this wasn't, uh, you know, that those people uh, weren't good team members or anything like that. This was purely to keep our business afloat financially, we had to to uh, cut costs, and this wasn't a business that does the you know the annual uh, you know uh, what is it uh, rank and yank you know it, it wasn't that right. This was an unusual situation for this business, uh, and you know, but but there was no option. Right? We really couldn't survive if we didn't take some action. And so this was going to be a really, really bad day for me because uh, it, one, it's nine people. Two, this was going to be a total shock to them. Again, this wasn't a performance issue such that they had been told over time, hey, your performance is not well. You got to prove, improve this. And, and kind of over time, we'd gotten to this point, right? I mean, these people are, you know, through their career, been getting promotions and merit increases. And, and right. So this was going to be a total shock to them. Uh, and it was uh, the third part that, that made it so difficult for me is that I'm a relational leader. I, I believe leadership is relationship. And so I knew all nine of these people very well. In many cases, I knew their spouse's name. Uh, I knew their children. I, you know, some are in college and, and just different things like that. Right. So uh, those aspects of this just made it a really, really difficult day for me. Um, but. In the, in the midst of preparing for that day, I was very, very intentional to sit down and say, okay, how would I want to be treated in this situation? If I were one of those nine people, how would I want to be treated in this situation? And me thinking through that process totally changed the, the, the logistics of that day. Um, the HR director had, had planned to do this in two different meetings. Uh, one meeting with five people and one meeting with four people. We were going to do that. And we were, I think we're, I think she had allotted about 30 minutes a piece for that, for each of that meeting. And so her plan was to get five people together, it just kind of lay out the law. Here's, here's what's happening. Give the HR spill and then escort them out, the, you know, out of the, out of the building. And then 30 minutes later, have a second meeting. Right. And that was kind of the, that was our plan. but. When I went through the exercise of thinking, well, if I were them, how would I want to be treated? Well, I would want this news privately. I wouldn't want it in a big group. I wouldn't want this news to be rushed. You know, I, I would want some time to kind of process this and, and maybe ask a couple of questions and things like that. And so I just kind of outlined that. And when I did, I had to call my HR director and said, hey, look, we, we're changing plans here. We're, we're not going to do this too meeting thing, uh, we're going to meet with them individually 
and we're going to give them as much time as we possibly can. There was also this plan to kind of escort them out of the out of the building and box up their stuff and, you know, and ship it to them. And I said, you know what, I want to give them the option. If they want to go back to their desk and and pack up their belongings and things like that, then, then we need to help them do that. We, we need to do that. If, yeah, if, you know, if kind of the shock of things, they just kind of want to get out of the building, then yeah, we'll, we'll do that. And then we'll, we'll handle things later, but I want to give them that option. Right. And so just doing this exercise of thinking, how would I want to be treated in that situation? Um, it, it made me change the way we did it. And so I, I went through that day and it's still hard. I mean, I had the golden rule, but it's still a very, very difficult day. But here's, here's how people responded to, to get to your point that you were making. Here's how people responded. Well, first of all, let me say this today. I'm Facebook friends with all nine of those people. I wasn't Facebook friends before this day, but I am today. Um, I've given recommendations and so forth for a number of these people. Uh, they've given me updates on their new jobs and things like that. But in two different, uh, two different people of those nine said something to this effect. This sucks, but I really appreciate the way you handled it. Uh, getting fired sucks, but thank you for spending the time with me necessary. Right. Uh, I mean, who does that? Who, who fires someone and then gets in response a thank you for how you handled this. Right. Uh, that's the power of the golden rule. Right. If you will apply it, even in those most difficult of situations, one, it gives you the clarity to take the action. Right. When I called my HR director, I was clear. We got to do this. And here's why. And, but then the response that you get from those individuals is just phenomenal when you apply the golden rule. If we'd have done it the original way, I promise I wouldn't be Facebook friends with those individuals. And I definitely wouldn't have gotten the, you know, the response of thanks for how you handled this. Well, that, that's a, that's a great story. And what I, what I like about the story and what I resonate with is the fact that you had in the context of this golden rule and in, in this desire to treat them like you want to be treated, would have wanted to be treated is that you had the leadership courage to put your foot down. You had the leadership courage to say, uh, HR, uh, that, that is not the way we should operate. It's not the way I operate. And th there's a, there's a level of risk that goes with that, with, with any, any corporate organization, uh, and our listeners will resonate with this. Sometimes HR is very difficult to go against and to get them, uh, I, I don't know, willingly or unwillingly, they, they went along with it because you had the leadership courage to put your foot down. So uh, that's just a lesson here for everyone. It's, it's if you feel strongly that things need to happen a certain way and, and you need to treat and respect people, uh, don't be afraid to put your foot down. Doesn't mean be disrespectful. It doesn't mean be argumentative. It means be persistent and be intentional about the outcome you're seeking. So that that's something that resonates well with me. And when I think about that, how, how has that situation? So how long ago did that happen in your career? Was that five years ago, 10 years ago about what? That was about seven years ago. So seven years ago, this situation happened. You made the decision to execute that decision the way you decided and 
what has happened after that? So after that, you've retained these relationships. How did that change or validate the this golden rule concept with you and other things that that you've come across in your career? How did that that situation really set in with you? Well, you know, I think the the biggest thing, well, first of all, again, you know, like I said, I, I have a level of relationship with those individuals that I know I wouldn't have today. You know, again, we're not, we're not uh, family friends and going over to each other's house for dinner and things like that. But we have, uh, you know, we have a, 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 a communication, a relationship that otherwise we definitely wouldn't have. But also I, I really feel like, and in, in this is somewhat intangible or, or unmeasurable, but, you know, especially when a, when a, when a team, when a company goes through a, a massive layoff like that, you know, negative perception gets out into the, into the world, if you will. Um, you know, especially when those nine individuals, if they had left without this golden rule being applied they're they, they have to leave with all sorts of, uh, yeah, there's shock and, and all involved, but then there's all sorts of questions unanswered in their mind and, and just the, the mechanical way that it was handled leaves them, you know, with a bad taste in their mouth. And, and you just know that the company is really going to take a perception hit out in the community and out in the world uh, from these individuals. And again, this is somewhat intangible and immeasurable. I, I don't know how to, to, to truly pinpoint that, that this was reality. But I really, really feel like uh, because of the way we handled it, uh, our team and our company and so forth was able to uh, avoid, if you will, that uh, that perception getting outside of of the team. And, and, you know, honestly, that's not why I did it. But that was certainly a good uh, a benefit of doing it that way. Yeah, especially in today's world where you have those the glass door. Course, yes. Yeah, you have Glassdoor, and 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 if you if you look at that, most most comments seem to be negative. Uh, it's just just the way it goes, and and say good things. They go to say all the bad things. It, it takes a lot of effort to say good things. It takes no effort to say bad things. Unfortunately, that's kind of the way the world's wired these days. Yeah, it is. You know, one thing I, I wanted to go back to, Stephen. I don't mean to interrupt your your flow here, but you know, you talked about kind of standing up to HR and all that uh, with the golden rule and something I, I want to make your listeners aware of. Well, first of all, I'll say uh, in, in my story, in my situation, uh, our HR director was, was pretty uh, open to changing up the plans and so forth. Cause the reality is for them, this is a really bad day too, right? Cause they got to be in all these meetings too and, and all that. So uh, the reality is this is somewhat of a bad day for them, but kind of kudos to her because she was willing to go along with it. Um, and, uh, and it, it you know, if it will, it kind of made her day worse because now she's having nine meetings and as opposed to these two, but something I want your listeners to, to understand clearly the, the golden rule is, is it's universal and true. And, and it's, it's very, very profound and powerful in your leadership, but it goes against almost everything that you're going to find in the corporate world around how to lead. And so when you go to apply the golden rule, just know that you, you may get some pushback, but at a minimum, you're going to need to explain why, you know, well, why are we going to do it this way? Or why are we going to behave this way? Why are we going to act this way? You're going to need to explain those things just because this is not the normal nature of the corporate world. 
so just know that. I mean, again, it's very powerful. It's simple. Uh, and it is, it, you know, you can't apply it, but just know that you're going to kind of be the oddball uh, when you start to use the, um, the golden rule. And you're going to need to explain why we're doing it. And, and oftentimes, the explanation of why you take the steps you do according to the golden rule is just because it's the right thing to do. It's just the right thing to do for our people. You know, and, I, and when you say all that, I, I think the HR director uh, at the time when that occurred, probably you helped reset her thinking around this because it, oftentimes, and, and I don't think they do it with an intentional negative bias. I just think the nature of HR organizations in corporate America, it's, it's very logistics oriented. It's, you know, they have to do, you know, so many packets, they have to do, you know, so many discussions around benefit continuation. They have things to do to, to get phones turned in and, and keys turned in and all of the logistics that goes along with, along with those types of actions that they oftentimes don't take a deep breath, a pause to step back to really think about the, the, the human impact. And, and, and I think you, by having that leadership courage uh, and, and helping frame it differently with her likely caused her to rethink what she was doing. And I'm guessing maybe it has affected her uh, beyond that situation as well. So uh, have you run into uh, any, since that situation seven years ago, have you run into any specific, uh, incidents or actions or, or situations that the golden rule was challenged by anyone, uh, that you've come into contact with? No, not really. I mean, I, I have individuals in my training or in my teaching that, I, you know, they don't, maybe they don't believe in the power of the golden rule, but certainly when I've applied the golden rule in my leadership, I've never had anyone um, reject, if you will, the way I treated them in that situation or the way I shared the information, if you will. Or, right. I've, I've never had anyone receiving the golden rule to reject it in teaching. I've had individuals uh, to somewhat maybe disbelieve it. Right. It really is that powerful. And I think some of that comes from that. There's another principle in leadership that sounds very, very familiar. Uh, it, it's, it's, uh, called the platinum rule and it's, uh, it's a leadership built upon treating others the way they would want to be treated, right? Sounds very, very similar. Treat others the way they would want to be treated. Well, here's the problem I have with the platinum rule. I don't know how everybody else wants to be treated. Uh, I've been married to my wife for 25 years now. I think I know her really, really well. We have a very close personal and intimate relationship. But there's situations in life where I ask myself, hmm, I'm not sure I know how she would want to be treated in this situation. And if you bring that into the work workplace, that's just a utopia that I don't believe exists, right? In certain situations, you may know how your team wants to be treated, but I assure you there's going to come up a situation that you don't know how they want to be treated. And the only thing you can fall back on then is, well, then how would I want to be treated in this situation? And I've never seen a situation where when you apply the golden rule, you don't end up doing the right thing by the person and by the situation. And so, again, because of that, you just don't have anybody that just rejects what you're doing because you're applying the golden rule to it. Never yeah, seen it, it. That's important that uh, you have to be a mind reader for the platinum rule. Yeah, I, I, I uh, failed mind reading in college. So 
Uh, yeah, that's right. So it, um, it, it's always easy to presume what others want or think or feel, but it's just like throwing darts blindfolded. That's, you might hit the bullseye, but there's a likely a chance that you'll miss the target completely and very unpredictable. Yeah. Sure. And it, it is tough. And, and so that makes a lot of sense when you, when you talk about people not rejecting the golden rule, because I think, I think everyone wants to be treated fairly with dignity, respect. Now, what about, what about observers around, whether that's HR or other leaders or people that have observed you with this, this concept of the golden rule. And it's, you know, you don't go around calling it a golden rule. It's, it, it's more about your actions and your behaviors that are on display for people. And, and others, others that have seen or observed, whether those have been, have been people with an HR or other leaders or, or bosses or, or whoever, have they given you feedback or any sense that they didn't either understand what you were doing or thought it was maybe the wrong approach or, or that you had to provide clarification to. Well, well, here's, here's the dynamic. I think you'll see if you, if you apply the golden rule to your leadership on a, on a very consistent basis, here's, here's what you'll see. And, and I'll just explain the feedback you're going to receive because you won't recognize it as feedback. But as you say, you're not going to go around saying, well, I'm applying the golden rule here. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to sit down privately. We're going to talk about, right. You're not announcing the golden rule to everybody. You're just behaving that way. Right. Uh, and here's what you're going to start to see. Um, those that you lead, you're going to start to see them lead that way. Okay. So, so for instance, you know, people that report to me, direct reports that report to me, they'll ask me a question. Well, how, how should I treat, you know, Tim over there because he's doing, well, how would you want to be treated? And then he'll tell me, you know, and, and then he'll go off and do that. But then before you know it, he's asking his team members, well, how would you want to be treated in that situation? Right. Uh, and then outside of your direct line of influence, if you will, or maybe outside of your organizational chart, you're going to start to see other leaders come to you for advice on dealing with a situation. And it's only because that they've seen you deal with similar situations or, or equally difficult situations and, and arrive at good results. Right. And so they're going to come to you and ask very similar questions. Well, you know, I got this situation over here in my department. How do you think I should handle that? All right. And, and so, yeah, they're not coming to you with direct feedback. Hey, your golden rule seems to be working, but they're asking you questions that is feedback that says, it's working because they're going to start to come to you for leadership advice, even if you're not in their organizational chain. Yeah. It's, it, it's funny how um, things that work in one organization get a lot of attention and attraction from other organizations, right? It's, yeah, it, it's, they, they seem, hmm, my, Michael's organization seems to be running a little smoother than mine. And I wonder why, or, he seems to deal with these issues more successfully than we do. I wonder why. And what it does is it, it creates this, this uh, observation, paying attention differently, asking questions. And, and I love, I love the point that you made about um, your team, your team begins to take on the personality and the behavior that, that you have. And they begin to, to leverage the principle of the golden rule in leadership. And it then just creates this wave 
of organizational change, I think that you don't notice on a day-to-day basis, but if you left for a year and you came back, you would say, wow, what has changed here? And it's this whole notion of this intent-based leadership and leveraging the golden rule in the way you act, think, and behave. And, and it just has this transformational effect on, on the business. And, and really, it causes the business to thrive and be so much more successful because you have more engaged employees. Have you seen levels of, of engagement that have uh, maybe with, with someone who is kind of a borderline employee or leader that, that you've managed that once you began implementing these behaviors and, and the way that you uh, work with them have noticed big turnarounds in how they, how they operate or how they lead. Yeah. What you recognize is, especially as, as others start to utilize the golden rule in their leadership and all, it, it, it starts to build the foundation necessary to, to turn around all the cultural aspects of your team that you probably want to turn around. Right. Um, it, you want to build trust in your team. Uh, well, the golden rule can become the foundation upon which now you build that trust. You know, oftentimes trust can't be built because team members question the, uh, the, the, the reasons or the logic or, or maybe even the morality of a decision that the leader makes. Those team members that remained on my team could have easily questioned my moral stance, uh, you know, as it related to, laying nine people off. Well, I had to go to them and I I had to thoroughly explain the situation to the team members that remained. Why? Because that's the way I would want to be treated. And so that, that lays the foundation for which, even though it was a really, really tough situation, difficult decision, really bad day for everybody, not just me, all those, those nine people were known by everybody else on the team. So it was a bad day for everyone. And it would have been really, really easy for the remainder of the team to, uh, to lose trust in me. If I didn't first treat those nine individuals the way I did, but then because it was the way I would want to be treated, then go to the remainder of the organization with a good thorough explanation and, you know, and just give them all the details that I possibly could. Now, I wasn't going to tell them the privacy of the things going on in those meetings or anything, but as much possible detail as I could give them on why we had to do this and so forth. It just becomes the foundation on which, in my example, you can build trust. But really, whatever aspect of your culture or of your team you're wanting to improve, this can be the foundation uh, upon which you can build those things. Yeah. And the golden rule is, is a lot about the why, right? It, it's a lot about the why it's not, it's not do, do what I said, because I said, do it. It's team. This is the way we need to think about things. And here are the reasons, here are the benefits. And here's how I, I really count on you and your help to be successful. No, it's just a different way of thinking. And it's, it, it's refreshing. Uh, when, when you've been like you and I have, in situations where we've seen old style leadership, modern leadership, how refreshing it is today, I tell you, to, to be in organizations with leaders that practice and behave the way you're explaining uh, to the audience today. Yeah, so the last thing I, I think I want to share with your audience here is just the importance, if you will, to, to practice this. Again, 
uh, once you believe and you understand the golden rule, once you believe that it is powerful and you understand the simplicity of it, well, okay, great. I can go to work tomorrow and treat people the way I would want to be treated. The step that we often overlook then is this need to, if you will, practice it or journal it or write it out. Uh, and so I, I've got a, a, a little uh, journal worksheet that I'm going to offer to your, to your audience here, but let me just explain why this is important first. In the, it's oftentimes in the emotional heat of the moment that we have our, you know, as leaders, we have this question on, well, how do I deal with this situation? Well, the mind just doesn't work in a way such that in the heat of the moment, in that emotional time, we can pause and think, well, okay, well, how do I, how would I want to be treated in this situation and then take action that way? Uh, it's in that emotional heat of the moment time that uh, we're going to let the emotions get the best of us. We're going to react maybe abruptly or, or whatever it might be. And so you can't wait until the situation arises to consider how would you want to be treated in certain situations? And so what I've done is I've put together a little journal worksheet and I've, uh, I've, item, or I've described maybe several different uh, leadership scenarios, scenarios that I've experienced, I've seen people experience and so forth. But these are leadership scenarios that I've described. And then I'm giving you the opportunity then to, to journal, to write out, to, to first of all, think about, well, how would I want to be treated in this situation? And then, and then write that out. Right. There's something very, very powerful about writing it out. You get clarity and, and, and it becomes, if you will, muscle memory, because that's actually what you want. You want to think about this in such a way that when the situation does arise, it's almost automatic. It's a muscle memory. I'm going to react this way. I'm going to respond this way. I'm going to treat this person this way because I know it's the way I would want to be treated. But it's almost a an automatic response or, uh, you know, a muscle memory type response because you've taken the time to sit down and consider these various scenarios ahead of time. And then what I would recommend for your audience to do is just be observant. When you see other leaders facing situations, we'll sit down and say, okay, well, in that kind of situation, how would I want to be treated? And just, just journal that again, because you're going to overcome the mind's inability to rationally think through these things in the heat of the moment, in the emotional moment by just doing it ahead of time. So I'm going to make a journal uh, uh, worksheet available to your audience. They can find that over at credibleleaders.com forward, forward space, aerospace podcast, credibleleaders.com forward slash, I said spaced in a forward slash aerospace podcast. All right. So, and I'm sure you're going to put that in the show notes for me, Stephen. So the audience can get it there as well, but that's a worksheet. I highly recommend you do that. Uh, and, uh, you'll, uh, you, you'll certainly be prepared for whatever those situations are, uh, when they arise in your leadership. Oh, that, that's awesome. I, I appreciate you sharing that. It's, it's something that, that, you know, to, to do a, a good job at this, you've got to have resources, you've got to practice, you've got to consider things. So when you're thrusted into these situations, that it, it's already something you've considered, thought through, and in some ways practiced, that way you can respond appropriately. Uh, and, and get out of that reaction phase. And, and I like the whole uh, answer a question with a question. That, that's something that you're right. It's not, it's not leadership 101, but it's the outcome and the benefit that that can bring is, is great. So uh, I can't thank you enough for making these resources available to us. How, how can 
how else can the audience connect with you and some of the things you're up to these days and uh, some of the resources or, or your website, things like that? What, what can you share? Yeah, so I'm much like you, Stephen. I am working so hard to serve our audience in, in as many ways as I possibly can. So there's a number of ways your audience can connect with me. First of all, I'm, I'm going to point it to our podcast that we co-host together. So the Leaderpreneur Show com leaderpreneurshow.com. You can find our podcast there that Stephen and I do together. We talk leadership. We nerd out on leadership. That's just what Stephen and I do. Uh, so we have a segment of that podcast that is devoted to leadership. But then also we kind of dive behind the scenes on this building of this side hustle, these side businesses that both Stephen and I are in. And so if you're, you know, if you're interested in, in kind of that, that business side of things, you can get that on that podcast as well. I have a podcast that I host on my own as well. Uh, it's called the Rookie Leaders Podcast, rookieleaders.com. Uh, you can find that. Uh, and I oftentimes offer up my own leadership advice and, and experience and wisdom. But then I also have uh, guests at, at times on that podcast as well. So rookieleaders.com. Stephen is on that podcast episode number 14, I believe it is. So uh, you, you'll, you can uh, go and listen to us talk leadership even more there, but rookieleaders.com. And then our main website is credibleleaders.com. I believe that credibility is the foundation of leadership. And so we've started credibleleaders.com. You can find lots of leadership content and, and wisdom there at credibleleaders.com. So check out any of those options. I encourage you to do that. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. And if you are a leader of any type, of any level, or are thinking about becoming a leader, you have got to check out Michael's content. You've got to check out his podcast, Rookie Leaders. You can find that on uh, Apple Podcasts or any of the traditional normal podcast directories out there today. Uh, check out his website. Like he said, he's got enormous free, valuable content that he shares. And um, it's just a it's just a great space to learn more about leadership and just the way to think about um, leadership, especially in, in today's modern business. So encourage you to check that out. Michael, I can't thank you enough, A, for your friendship and B, for coming on the show today and walking us through this golden rule on leadership. I think it's a fresh way to think about leadership. And I just appreciate you being here, my friend. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Steve. It, it is an honor. Again, I'm a, I'm a listener and subscriber to your podcast. So it's just an honor to be on uh, your show and to share this with your audience. I, I certainly hope that we have uh, offered great value to your audience today.